If a business fails to adapt and meet the evolving needs of their customers, they, they risk losing their market share. Have you been looking for a business podcast with hosts and guests who don't have a stick up their ass? Yeah, I said it. Damn! Well, if so, welcome to your new home, brother. Brother. This is My Fence Life. Woo! Our three passions are beer, bourbon, and business. And probably in that order. We're bringing on business owners who share tips, tricks, and behind-the-scenes stories to help your business be more successful. And we drink during the show. So no matter what industry you're in, pop a cold one and come on in. Welcome to the My Fence Life Studio. Hey, hey, what's happening, Fence Lifers? What's going on, man? Uh, we on Season 5, Episode 5, and this is going to be a two-part series, man. We got a lot of info for you. I know we've been doing a lot of Part 1s and Part 2s, but can't help it, man. Got so much info, we got to break it up. Uh, tonight, we're building a business, Part 1. Navigating the pitfalls and maximizing success with my good old buddy. I can't tell you who he is just yet. But look, guys, don't forget we're going live on StreamYard. So before leaving a comment, please go to StreamYard.com forward slash Facebook to allow StreamYard permission to show your name with your comment so we can see what's going on. All right. And hey, guys, we are live on YouTube, My Fence Lights Facebook page. You hear me say it every week, Defense Only Industry uh Facebook page, Defense Media Facebook page, LinkedIn, and we are on a new platform. We may not be live on it, but we're on a new platform, and it is called YouTube Music. So if you're listening to your podcast on YouTube Music or you got YouTube Music and didn't realize I had podcasts, you can listen to us now. Man, they got like 2 billion, two billion users, and it's the third most listened to platform in the world for podcasts. So... Anyway, guys, tonight our co-host is a friend of the show. He's no stranger to everybody. He's an HR professional in corporate America for eight years for companies like Amazon, Walmart, Chewy.com. Guy's got an incredible resume. Uh, he got into the fence business four years ago. He got tired of Jess Bezos' shit over at Amazon and Chewy, and he left them because they quit giving free shipping to employees. Go figure, right? Now he's in a business where he's shipping stuff out. I bet you he ain't doing free shipping now. <laughs> anyway, um, he uh, he grew the fence install side of the business and of a good shepherd fence. And now he's got Midwest Fence Supply. That's Midwest, no vials, M-D-W-S-T Fence Supply out of Indianapolis, Indiana. If y'all need some materials, go to Midwest Fence Supply. And now he's... Uh, the uh, guest on the my uh, my fence life show, so we're gonna go ahead and bring this cat on real quick. All right, fence lifers, get ready for your shut it badass hinge guest. Brought to you by D and D Technology, creator of the Magna Latch. If it doesn't say badass, it ain't D and D. Now that is an intro. I like that. That's what I'm talking about, man. Whenever I hear that, you know what I picture? 
I picture, you remember that movie with Charlie Sheen and he's playing for the Indians and he's the pitcher and they bring okay. him out of the pitchers. Uh, he's, he's out in the outfield, you know, in where pitchers practice. I don't watch baseball, but uh, yeah. they end up playing that song. Um, I forget the name of the song, man, but he comes out and the crowd goes wild. That's what I feel like when I play that for you, Shane Catton. There we go. There we go. No, speaking of badass hinges, we just put in a very large order of those. Really? Yeah, this week. Would that be Got for a, uh, Midwest Supply? No vials? It is. It is. Yeah, MDWSC Midwest Fence Supply. And you're right. If you're in the central Indiana market or the surrounding states, hit us up. We got you covered. Yes, indeed. But, uh, Ask for Shane. Damn, he's a, he's got nothing to do. Ask for Shane when you call up over there. <laughs> I don't know about that. <laughs> Ask for Kara. She, she'll take better care of you than I ever will. <laughs> so what's going, what's going on, on, man? man? Wow, I'm just doing it, man. Old Miller Light drinking Shane Catton. What's been, happening? What's nothing, happening? man. Coming to you live from downtown Indianapolis. I see that. You, so you, the last few times you've been on the show, you've been at your uh, villa in the south of France. Now, there's been some international travel since. <laughs> Contracts were wrote. Deals were done. Yeah. We got back. Yeah, man. So, uh, but no, Global Headquarters of Good Shepherd is just like on the other side of these buildings here. Yeah, man, Actually, you were showing me. Can you point at it? Or is the, the camera's going to get you all messed up? About right I there? No, It's like back right over here. There's a right big, long there. street over there called I-70. We're just right off of it in 65. Huh. It's pretty cool. Yeah, man. Dope. So, uh, hey, guys, let's get a little business out of the way and get down to the nitty. Before we get down to the nitty gritty, thank you, D&D Technologies, home of the shut it badass hinge and the world's most trusted gate hardware creator of the Magna Latch. If it ain't if it doesn't say badass, it ain't D&D. Right, Shane? Uh, right. And hey, we can't forget our guys, experts, staying and seal, Finch Track, my salesman, Clever Fox, BizRater.com. And we got a bunch of new affiliates, guys where you can only get deals through my fence life. And, uh, yeah, man, got some great stuff going on, dude. Um, we got three rules to the show. Beer, bourbon, and business. What you drinking over there, Shane Catton? Oh, just uh, just focusing right now uh, really on, on this Miller Lite. <laughs> uh, hey, but I got water here, too. I was telling a buddy of mine about you and your Miller Lights, and he's like, "Man, whenever whenever our friends drink Miller Light, we're like uh, white can, white man." I have no <laughs> oh idea, God. no idea what he says what that means, but that's what he told me. But guys, oh I'm sipping on a little bourbon tonight, man. What type? What kind? Uh, some Elmer tea. Elmer. About All finishing right. finishing this one off, man. It's kind of a pricey bottle, but it goes down smooth. I like it. Um, guys, I want to read a review. Y'all, y'all take the time to leave a review. I think I should take the time to read it. Don't you think so, Shane? That's right. Let's hear it, Nana. <clears throat> so we got a guy by the name of David King. David, he's with Lucky K Fence out of Baldwin City, Kansas. How far is Baldwin City, Kansas, from uh, you, Shane Cat? Baldwin City, my word. I've been to Jefferson City, Missouri. I've been to OKC. I don't. I don't think I've ever been to Baldwin City. Uh, does, does Midwest supply supply Baldwin City, Kansas? I mean, hey, our truck will go wherever it'll it'll make it. That's what <laughs> I'm talking about. When I first went into Baldwin business, City, Kansas. Let's see. When I first went into business, people used to say, "Hey, do you go here?" And I'm like, "You got to check with my name on it." There, I go. 
I mean, it's only seven hours and 55 minutes. It's a straight shot out seven. Yeah. So, David, if you want some stuff from Midwest uh, Supply, give them a shout. Uh, got one little kink in that. The driver's going to have to crash at your house for the night so he can drive home the next day. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> anyway, David it King. Might, might be me. Huh? I said it might be me. It looks like they got some good restaurants up there. <laughs> David says, I just started listening. I like all the stuff you guys talk about uh, to better fence businesses and to better our industry. Send me some of that Cajun fence life of swag, Dano. All right, bro. We got some fence life of swag coming your way, David. And uh, talking about swag, we've got uh, our fence signs, man. Everybody's got to get one of these, right? Fence life sign. Go to myfencelife.com, fill out the deal, get the swag. And uh, we got got some interesting stuff happening here, man. We, uh, let me see. Now we have breaking news coming to you straight from the My Fence Life Studios. Well, Shane Catton, we have not had breaking news in a long time, but we've got we have some, it. We've got some breaking news here, buddy. You're gonna nothing's love, been breaking. Eh, you know, it is what it is, right? So our breaking news is J.C. Gurry said, hey, Dan, you know what I think we ought to do? And I was like, no, but I think you're about to tell me. And he said, I think we ought to make some new fence signs and start doing a new sign every year. So then everybody's going to want the newest and the latest and the greatest fence sign. And Uh I was like, you know what? Sounds like a pretty damn good idea to me, guys. So we're going to be doing a fence sign for 2024. Uh, It's already in the works. Um, we got to just get it sent over to uh, J.C. Geary, decals and signs. They're going to get it printed up for us. And guess what, man? We're going to do a early release, Uh-oh. a one-time deal, at the Fence Show, August 23rd, 24th, and 25th in Las Vegas. So if you want one, you need to swing by J.C. Geary uh, booth, swing by Finch Tracks booth. And we might have some others spread around the show, but you want to, you're going to want to make sure you grab one of those. Because you know what they say in Vegas, right? Las Vegas is the only place I know where money really talks. It says goodbye. You know who said that? <laughs> one of my all-time favorites, man, Frank Sinatra. So He's not wrong. He's not wrong. Yeah, you're right. You're right. So uh, You've been doing a lot of gambling out there? Dude, I'm not a gambler, bro. I'm more of a... I work too hard for my money, so I'm not going to throw it away and gamble, you know. But I hear you. I'm the same. Yeah. I gambled a little bit in college. It was to pay the bills. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I mean, it's I don't what know. What happens when you're two exits away from a, a big uh, casino and you don't have anything else to do? Right. You used to walk in and be like, well, we're either paying the bills or not today, boys. <laughs> So Bills really never got paid in college. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I don't gamble much anymore. I'll throw 20 down here and there. My yeah. dad's crazy. He'll put like a penny in on a freaking slot and win 500 bucks. On his way out of the airport, last minute, it's like, wait, what? Uh, Consultant Ron is a huge blackjack guy. Consultant Ron? Maybe Consultant Ron needs to go to Vegas and consult us on blackjack. Oh, uh, yeah. I think there's a casino out there he's blacklisted on. He can't even go in. So. Yeah, he's one of them card counters. Yeah, yeah, he's great with numbers, man. Good dude, though. Anyway, so we all know you're an FWA member. I've only asked you like 20 times. 
I am an FWA member, and I was actually just talking to Brian today and Melissa and marketing, and um, I got some new, uh, new new hard hats for the team this week. Um, actually, got hard hats with the safety visor and the um, the ear protection because we're we're no dig professionals up here, uh-huh. uh, and we need that. But uh, I need some new stickers, and uh, I got an order of stickers then. Nice. Slap on all of our freaking gear. So I'm excited. Nice, man. I'm excited for Vegas. Me too, man. I'm excited for it too. I'm ready to go. Never been. Never been. You've never been to Vegas? No, I've only been westward, westward bound twice, and it was for Amazon and huh. strictly that. I went to yeah. Vegas a long time ago. So nice. I saw a question on Facebook, man, that inspired this show. And um, I was like, man, I need to get together with somebody who. Uh, I can bounce some questions off of, or I can put a bunch of input into it. And I was like, I got to get a hold of Shane. The question I saw on Facebook was, what have been the biggest things you have seen put a company out of business? Some things to stay away from when in the beginning phases of building a business. So I put some bullet points together, and Shane and I have been going back and forth, and we've been adding to it, and came up with a good little list over the past few weeks and i think the very first one is uh poor financial management right oh my gosh yeah that's a that's a huge that's a one deep. man yeah it's a deep you know um when you've got inadequate financial planning and mismanagement of funds and you know the lack of i guess you could call it financial control it can it can yeah. quickly financial literacy. It can quickly cripple a business, huh? Oh my gosh. Yeah. You know, um <clears throat> I think it's crucial to have a a clear understanding of your company's financial health and Yeah, a lot it, easier to spend it than it is during it, I'll tell you that. Boy, t- tell me about it. Um you know, to to have an understanding of, of how to maintain accurate records. That's a huge oh, yeah. thing, man. Oh, yeah. It, we used to use the saying in HR, but you could use it for anything, is documentation, documentation, documentation. You know, have your records. No, I mean, yeah, know the ins and outs. Well, you know, that was three things. You know what the fourth thing is, huh? What's that? Documentation. Exactly. <laughs> and then put it on a tracker. Make sure you're tracking on it. Yeah. Um, you know, you want to maintain accurate records. You, you want to... You you want to have an understanding of your company's financial health, you know, yeah. and, and you want to especially make, a lot of these businesses growing. Um, I mean, we're growing, you know, and, and you have to, you know, understand when to invest, when to finance, when to spend cash. You know, how much cash you have on hand. You know, then it's the classic. You know, how much am I selling versus how many people do I have supporting sales versus the install. Yeah, you know, and it's like, well, do I buy new trucks? Do I buy the five thousand dollar trucks? I've gotten asked that question a lot of times and um you know i mean you may have to start out with buying a five thousand dollar vehicle you know knowing your numbers will tell you that yeah you know um i actually just sold uh the last of our first oh, i'm sorry the last of, the first of our last whatever you want to call it five thousand dollar trucks the other day really yeah, Facebook Marketplace, baby. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, I'm like, she's a, she's a steed. This is the OG here. You know, our, our trucks, everything's got a name. Yeah. Um, I sold, sold Boss Hog and the OG. So that was, uh, 
but yeah, and then it's like, okay, now it makes sense to finance because the means are there, the set and the other. I know a lot of people always ask, well, do I do I buy a super fencer? Do I buy uh, a five fifty? Do I buy this? Do I buy that? Well, it's what makes sense for your business, number one. You know, but if yeah. you don't know your numbers, you think you just go in there and buy that, buy a bobcat and buy all this stuff, but now you can't make payroll the next week, it's twenty five thousand. Right. You know? So you, you gotta you gotta make your form decisions based on a on a sound financial analysis, you know, um, we're looking at doing some expansion here at Fence King, and Uh-oh. I didn't go, oh, you know, we're just going to go ahead and boom, 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 do this, do that, whatever it's going to take, right? Um, I was like, all right, well, let's see what the P&L say, you know? Let's go ahead and let's look at uh, some of our history and some of our our sales history, and what do we normally do from this point to the end of the year, and so, yeah, uh, poor financial management and not being on top of your numbers is huge. Absolutely. Now, Sean, Buying material, <clears throat> how much material you have in the yard, that's your cash on hand. Yeah. You know, so do you do just-in-time purchasing? Do you buy in bulk? You know, what's the benefits of buying in bulk? How much are you going to save? How fast can you flip it? What's your credit terms? Well, Shane's getting deep. Well, it's yeah. I mean, you got it's just all exactly so many moving parts. People there think is. about you know, there and then it's you know pit, pitting one supplier against the next. Well, they gave me that ninety. You give me that ninety. Mm-hmm. You know, they do this. Will you do that? You know, they're fifteen cents cheaper. Will you be twenty? You know, um, <laughs> that's something that everybody needs to look at. You know, as the parts pieces. You know, checking that stuff. You know, every month. You know, if not more. And, and putting it against other suppliers. I know some people are dedicated to onesie twosies. Um, you know, have you, have, not- have you ever paid a little bit more for something to where you're like, yeah. eh, because your credit line's used up over here. So, Hey, we're going to yeah. go ahead and buy over here. I know it might cost us an extra 50 cents or whatever it yeah. is a foot or whatever the case might be. But you know what? We got ninety days over here, and, and we and we got a whole lot lot of credit to use up, so we can get this handled and and moving things yeah. around. I'm sure you've done that before, huh? Yeah, I mean, really, the the majority of the time, it's it goes back to yeah, it's the quality of the product, but it goes back to the relationship. Mm-hmm. You know, okay, you know, we've all been you know a couple of days past on a supplier. You know, well, guess what? Uh, on a, on a payment note, right? Well. If you got the relationship with the supplier, they might they might overlook that. Yeah. You know, they, they they may throw an extra bundle or two on a truck and say, you know, we'll worry about it next time or something, right? Or, you know, they'll call you and say, hey, we got a flash deal on this. You're the first person we're calling. Do you want it? We're like, yeah, we'll we'll take all your postmasters. We'll take all your temp fence temp fence panels. <laughs> you know, um, you know what I like about you know, those, I, man. When they when they hit you with that. That is the well, perfect, yeah. perfect time to go. Yeah, but I mean, you know, my my credit limit. I'm already using, you know, eighty percent of it right now, and you know, if you yeah. bump my credit limit up, and then it stays at that level, so you <laughs> so you can buy that oh, flash yeah. deal. That's a great. That's a great raise my credit limit strategy. Yeah, I love a, I love a good flash deal. Yeah, that makes sense. If it, yeah, if it does, if it makes sense for sure. But uh, Shane, a lot, you, a lot of moving parts of the finance side. Yeah. So Shane, you put this number two on the list, man. Ignoring your customers' needs. Yeah, that's big. I mean, I put a post out today, and I know you know a lot of people said it. You know, and I, I, you know, I, I'll say I stole it from Joe. You know, 
Everest, you know, we are a customer service company and we just so happen to know how to build fence. Well, you know, mm-hmm. um, I did a couple job walks today on a, a couple of special projects we've done and, and some commercial work and stuff. And, you know, understanding a, what the customer wanted throughout the build was essential. The communication on some of these projects have been, mm-hmm. you know, very complex, um, you know, and stuff like that and making sure that, you know, if there's a flag on the play, you're there to respond. You know, you're not pricing your job low enough to where you offer a, a, a lifetime warranty or you off, offer some type of warranty, but you don't go back and service the client, right? That's even worse. You know, oh, they said they got a warranty, but they don't answer the phone or they don't do a repair or, you know, whatever that may be or, you know, simple stuff like customers saying, hey, your your CRM database you're using, it's clunky. You know, we don't like it. It, it sends too many notifications or it just does this and that. Well, you know, if it becomes repeated, it's important. Then there's a theme. Now we got to tackle that theme, right? Um, you know, just, just like the financial side, whether it's, I mean, you can be anything on the yeah. customer needs side. It's, it, it's well, so, you know, I, I was thinking about it and, and it's like, you know, if, if a business fails to adapt and meet like, the involve the evolving needs and preferences mm-hmm. of their customers, they they risk losing their market share. You know, yeah, yeah, you market know? share margin. You got to any, fa- any of that stuff. failing to listen to your customers, guys. It, it's 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 like not keeping up with with industry trends. You know, you gotta you gotta keep up with that. Like, hey, the no dig, that's an industry trend. You got to get on that train. Yeah. When it's when it's in favor of you and your customer. You know, that's mm-hmm. a customer need. How long how many years have we been hearing about uh oh man, you're going to tear up my yard, blah blah blah, you know, my landscaping, my new hey, sod. That's yeah. that's that's listening to your customers and that's keeping up with an industry trend. You know. Yeah. You know, you don't want to uh you know, or, or neglecting to innovate can quickly render a company irrelevant. You know, you got these guys going, oh, I'm never, I'm not going to, now look, I'm not saying you can drive every job. You don't drive, you don't pound every job, but you know what? You got to know when to hold them, know when to fold them, right? So, yeah. so you got, you got to get up with the times, man. You got to get up with the times because all your competitors are going to leave you behind. So, yeah. That's what we always say, you know. It's like the, uh, you know, the curve in business, right? If you if if you're making your decision here before the curve starts, you know that's that's good business, right? If you're making a decision here or here after that trend or that fad or that install or that tool or whatever is already taking place, you've already missed out on so many opportunities, you know. So, um, yeah, I, I, yeah, be on top of that stuff. Be a trendsetter in your area, you know. Raise the bar. Mm-hmm. Set the standard, you know, and then just as we all do, coach and train and work with others, you know, because we all can't build the same fence. You know, there's a lot of a lot of stuff out there. I had three other fence, four other fence guys, owners in our shop today, uh, talking all kinds of stuff, product, install, Midwest, you know, whatever. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I'm, I guarantee there's people out there that wouldn't a welcome people into their building or you know, share ideas or, you know, sell product to them or whatever that is. It's like, Hey, you get the job. I'm just as happy. Yeah. I mean, 
I had for the first time I had another fence company's owner walk into my office the other day and we had a great conversation, man. He's like, Hey, are you seeing this? Are you, you know, we were talking about customers and, and how, how customers are being overall their attitude and the way they're being with, uh, Mm -hmm. pricing, you know, you know, we weren't talking pricing, but we're talking about their reaction to the price of fence right now. And not just the price of fence, but people just seem to be holding on to their money, you know? It's like, hey, in the residential world. Yeah. You know, hey, are you seeing this? Are you seeing that? Yeah, I'm seeing the same thing. All right, man. I was just wondering because, you know, I know you know, this is what he said. He goes, I know you know a lot of fence guys all around the country. What are they saying? So (laughs) I'm like, all right. And this is like the old timer in town, right? This is like my biggest competitor. So it was nice to have him in there, man, and us to uh, yeah. chit chat, you know. Oh yeah. yeah, and we, you know, we reminisced about the good old days, you know, a couple decades ago, what things were like, and you know, one of the things was he said is, uh, "Man, I remember I used to be able to run my whole business me, me, a pencil and a notebook." He said, "Now it takes five people to do what I used to do two decades ago," and I'm like, "Yeah, yeah." I said, well, "I mean, look, you're in my office. I got all this going on." And I used to do it all myself. It's crazy. Yeah. You know, but now people, they want to email, they want a text message and they want a response real fast. So you got to have somebody that manning text messages and emails. And oh, so, yeah. but yeah, man, we can't, we can't ignore the customer's needs. And one of the ways of doing that is listening to your customers and, you know, keeping up with industry industry trends and, and being innovative, you know, yeah. keep, keep the company relevant. Um, another one is, uh, intense competition, man. You know, competition is, is, is a natural part of any industry, you know, and, and failing to anticipate, respond or differentiate, you know, your products or yeah. services from your competitors can, can lead to a company's downfall. Yeah. And being able to articulate it, you know, that's, that's where I see, um, you know, some folks win and lose in that area is how well can you articulate your install? How well can you articulate the sales process, the, the quality of the material, the manufacturers, you know, stuff like that. You know, some people just go out and yeah, it's a six foot vinyl fence. We're selling it to you. It's a good, good product. We like it. Um, <laughs> Or are you going to talk about the install, the node, the post trip, the this, the that, the rail locks, you know, nationwide hardware, D&D hardware, whoever you're working with, right? Or are you just going out there and saying we're doing what Dan in a van's doing down the road? No, no, no offense. It's okay. I used to have uh, a van. Chucking a truck. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, but we no, got, I mean, we got away from using those terms, man, because I, I realized I used to be the, the Dan in a van, literally. I used yeah. to do my estimates in a uh, in a two thousand one. Uh, what kind of freaking van was that? Astro. No, it was a Chevy. Uh, oh man, I forget what it was. But yeah, man, I used to run estimates in it. They called me Minivan Dan. You could fit all kinds of samples in there. That's what we always say. Oh, dude, I had that third. Imagine the seat. full panel samples you can slip in the back of that thing. <laughs> Ma'am, but, help me get this vinyl out of here, and let's put it against your house. But, I mean, think about it. The guy who started Good Shepherd Fence, right? He started out 
probably doing it yeah. on the side and decided to, you know, he did, yeah, grow it. Work now, out. now you're a you're a name in the in the commercial and residential world of Indianapolis. Think about that. Yeah. Which side note, we actually got a uh, a another getting redone on our site right now by Super Sam, and uh, it is uh, going to be the history of Backwood Shepherd. Nice. Kind of yeah, like, kind of like the back of. I got pictures. Kind of like they I do pictures of every building. <laughs> I'm sorry. Go ahead, man. Talk. I'm in a row. Oh, it, it looks like we keep black. No, as I say, we I got pictures of every building from all the way to back to where Chad started in his garage. Really? Uh, so we're gonna have a little historical timeline, some photos and stuff like that. I think it's gonna be pretty cool. Yeah, I was gonna say kind of like back of a, a menu when you go to a restaurant. It's like the history of uh, you know Mendendorf or. Some restaurant. It yeah. shows all the different. Uh, uh, there's a restaurant. Yeah, like a historical town. timeline. Yeah. Of like what happened. It's got a little historical timeline, and it's got a uh, little sketched little, like somebody sketched out the building. It's pretty neat, man. Yeah. People are interested in that kind of stuff. I think that'd be nice on, on your about us page. That'd be real yeah. nice, man. You know. Yeah, like pretty cool. <clears throat> but uh, back to you know intense competition. I mean, you've got a. And like Shane said, you got to identify unique selling points and you got to constantly strive to improve and, and you have to assess the the competitive landscape. You know, you got to be on top of that. It's important, you know? Oh yeah. I mean, how do you, how do you, how do you think Shane got this, uh, sky rise view of Indianapolis? (laughs) I mean, look at it. Hard work, dedication, and determination. (laughs) For you guys that are listening, background. for you guys that are listening, uh, you need to go to YouTube and see Shane's background. He's got a background of Indianapolis, like he's in the penthouse, looking over the whole city. <laughs> Man, I need- it's a it's a little windy up here, Dan. <laughs> Oh, man. So uh, no. the next thing we got on our list is ineffective leadership. Yeah. Man, I'm I'm constantly on my guys about that. Just here within Fence King, you know, um, you know, you get a guy who's talking like he's super fencer, right? But then he's a no call, no show one day, or he shows up late, or um, he's showing up late a lot, or he starts bucking the system. Like, hey, man, how do you how you plan on being a leader in this company when you talk? You you don't. You don't walk the walk. You're just talking to talk. Yeah. You know? So you got to you gotta look at that, too, when it comes to your business. And, you know, because a strong leadership, it, it's it's crucial for the success of a business, you know? Oh, yeah. What um, people are going to do, you know, or, or imitate or whatever that may be, what the leaders do, right? Whether it's the tone, the culture, the way they talk to people. You know, the way they advise. Right. Um, remembering the human side of things, right? Um, yeah, it's, I mean, that's what me and a couple of my foremen were talking about last week is, um, you know, the opportunities of others maybe to manage your team a little bit better, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, being effective with managing your team in the field. If I give you an extra, you know, if I give you a team of three, four people, you know, Dan, you remember this back in the day, right? It's typically two guys in a truck running out, doing whatever it was. You didn't really have the third wheel. You didn't have the fourth wheel. And if it was, it was 
probably a couple crews going, um, you know, because it was a big job and it needed done or, or whatever. Now we got three, four guys. We're one stop and we're, you know, this, that, and the other. But if I got guys out there that may or may not, no offense, that don't know what to do or can't remember or retain or whatever, or my foreman can't manage the team effectively, well, now their man hours takes a crap. Yeah. You know, that's a problem. And it's just like us. If we don't know how to effectively talk to our team, you know, advise, implement, you know, gain buy-in, you know, be transparent with, you know, be authoritative if you need to, you know, have tough conversations, right? That's why they're tough. I don't like having them, but you got to have them. You got to document them. Talk about documentation, right? Right. Um, had to have a couple tough conversations last week, right? And, uh, you know, some of them went documented. And uh, there's a reason for that, right? But um, ineffective leadership, whether it's in the office, on the team, you know, sales, you know, if you got somebody leading the sales side, not, you know, making sure that they're following up on all the, the customer service needs, right? Right. The crew needs, so on and so forth, being a liaison of that factor, uh, it will harm your business, no doubt. Yes, yeah, no so we're, we're not just talking about the boss, man. We're talking about, every bit of leadership throughout the the company, you know, the sales team leader, the, the, the crew leader on the truck, the, you know, the, I mean, just everything, you know, yeah. I mean, poor, poor decision-making, you know, lack of, lack of vision, you know, um, or, you know, another thing of uh, ineffective leadership that I've seen is, not being able to like adapt and change the circumstances. You got to be able to think quick on your feet and, um, and change and still get things done. You know, um, a toxic work environment is, is, is not good leadership, man. If you know, you know, and I, and I learned this, I learned this the hard way. I had a guy working for me. And all my guys kept saying, man, we hate working with this guy. But I'm like, well, you know, he knows fencing, you know, blah, blah, blah. And it was starting to affect the performance of that crew. So then I moved some things around. And the next thing you know, that crew, well, then I had a run-in with the guy. And I was like, okay, I see what y'all were saying. But this was like six months later. Yeah. So now I've learned that I wasn't being an effective leader by not listening to my guys. I should have been listening mm-hmm. to them more. And it was yeah. hurting every it was hurting everything. You know? So um a toxic work yeah. environment, I mean it can seal sick severely impact the company's performance. Yeah. I mean in w- one of our sayings um around good shepherd is uh you know we we cut out the cancer you know, you could be, and I think we've talked about it a couple of times on the show, you know, if you got a top performer and, you know, they got a toxic attitude, you know, bad attitude, they're, they're negative towards the team members or this, that, and the other. And, you know, the, you know, I could, I could hire character trained skill, you know, you can't train character and it's difficult doing that. Um, a lot of times, and, you know, we've had to cut top performers before. And it, it sucks. I know Alex Harris, we were on a call last week. Uh, prime example, like he he canned 11 people in one week on his team, put them out in the field for six months, three, six months, you know. Um, 
does that suck? Yeah. Is the business thriving now because of the new team members and the and the culture shift and the change and the expectation setting and resetting of the, the old team members? A hundred percent. Um, you know, so I mean it can be done. Sometimes it has to be done, you know, sometimes it can be managed, but uh living proof. We right here, we've had to can top talent. And you know, sometimes it sucks, but you know what they say, it ain't nothing personal, it's just business. Yeah. I don't know. You're right, man. You know, so it's it's important, guys. You gotta cultivate a, a, a positive company culture, you know, and you have to foster teamwork and lead by example. Those things are important, you know. No doubt. Good stuff, man. Do I yeah. feel like we're just kicking ass tonight? No, I like it. I like it. And I Dan, like this too, fifth one, this one, uh, I mean, my gosh, and also a little bit of Q and A stuff, but like failure to embrace technology and innovation. You need you need to talk about that. What would your business do if you didn't have technology and innovation and automation? Bruh, you want to know? Huh? My internet what would you be went, doing right now? My internet went out for two and a half days. I was like, holy shit. And we fixed that problem. I got another internet company in there the second day, the morning of the second day. Had a um had a redundant line put in. Started working off of that. Had to work the kinks out of that and get back into business. But man, after a day and a half of no internet, dude, we were dead in the water. My phones don't ring if I don't have internet. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, because yeah. uh, our, our phones are, are a VoIP, V-O-I-P, however you want to say it. I mean, no internet, no phone. Guess what that is? No bueno. Yeah. So now you now no all the money all the money you're spending on Google Ads is just they're going out the window. Yeah. You know, you do the math, man. You, I mean, we we're losing ten thousand dollars a day. We got no phones. At least, you know. So, um, <clears throat> you know, and today, you know, the 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 business landscape, man, it's just rapidly evolving. <laughs> you know, it's evolving left and right. It's it's crazy. Um, you know, I see people constantly on Facebook asking about, you know. What, what softwares do y'all use? What do y'all use to help your business? And I, I commented on one of the Facebook uh, posts um, yesterday. I think it was yesterday. And I posted the uh, show that I did with Joe Everest. It's a bonus episode that we got, the top eight softwares to run your company. And they're not the top eight, but they're just my top eight. Just so happens to be the top eight that I use. And I was like, listen to this. You know, maybe this will help you out. At least get things yeah. rolling for you and give you an idea of, what uh what you need to implement in your company you know um technological advancements and and innovation man they they play a significant role in your company you know and if oh yeah if you resist adopting those new technologies i mean or <laughs> you fail to to, to embrace the, those transformations you're gonna have problems man you oh know? yeah well I t- i'll always tell people you know yeah, maybe a software is expensive or it looks like it or maybe it looks cumbersome or very time consuming to set up. Um, you know, Dan, I mean, you'll be able to speak firsthand. You know, obviously it takes time and it takes, you know, and we're st- we're still dialing and stuff, even even while we have it. You know, it's adjusted here. Maybe it migrate this here, you know, but um, 
you know, hundred percent, the folks that aren't saying, Hey, if I can spend pennies to add, you know, another 10 team members to my team that are doing back end work for me, you know, whether it's pricing the job out via arc site, whether it's this, whether it's job Nimbus following up with my customers, or if you're a jobber user, you know, being able to get stuff out quicker, um, so on and so forth, right? Uh, redo the math because, I mean, just like partnering with a website team, um, you know, obviously I'm a super Sam and, and you're with Benji, both great. Um, but Dan, I mean, the, the money you spend a month, how many people, you know, are you adding to your team? and marketing and design and ad work and Google work. And like, if you try to employ everybody to do all that full time, couldn't afford it. You'd be double and triple in your payroll. Yeah. Yeah, definitely, man. You know, so, I mean, you can't become, oh, what's the word I'm looking for? Complacent with, with outdated practices because you can, yeah. you can quickly fall behind your competitors. You know, I wonder how many of my competitors are using automation to reach out to all their customers. You know, I mean, we put them in the automation. That's it, man. We're we're they're they're getting nailed three, four different ways. They they don't know they don't know what's coming, which way they're going. Yeah, you know, um, that's like uh, I'll give I'll give you a prime example, man. I just did a show recently on a uh, company called OneTap. If, if you're looking, guys, just so you know, man, we redid the descriptions for the show, Shane. So if you go to YouTube, if you go to, you know, whatever platform you listen to your podcast on, Apple, Spotify, YouTube Music, whatever it might be, and you look at the, uh, the description, you're going to see, man, we got them laid out a whole lot easier for y'all to read. <clears throat> and there's a company that I just got hooked up with called one tap connect and they got a deal going on if you if you click that you'll get a promo man these guys built me it's like a digital business card on steroids you know i've had a digital business card before but this thing is like a it's like a micro they call it a microsite it's like a mini website man with all the call to actions in one little place it's awesome uh, i've been putting that thing out there and I'm getting people calling me back because of it. I'm like, this is crazy, oh. man. I wish I would have learned about this sooner. You know, it's it's things like that. It's like my salesman. Look at that. Look at that software. Oh my gosh, dude! <laughs> I remember when that came out, man. Let me tell you. So uh, old Colby with a uh, corridor residential fencing or corridor residential services. I forget yeah. exactly what. Colby Beerman. Yeah, he's the. Uh, the uh, sparkly, gl- glitterly, purple guy. He's uh, yeah. He hit Rob's me up today. Leader. Yeah, purple man. He hit, he, he hit me up today, and he's like, "Dude, this month, man. You know, I've only got like twenty. Of my salesmen's came in, and uh, yeah. I said, hey, are you looking at your drop off list?' And he's like, drop off list. I'm like, yeah, there's a drop off list. And yeah. if you look, people who went through all the way to the fourth portion or segment, yeah." Those people got a price. They just didn't hit next, which means they didn't go to the act of the report, and they didn't get an email with the price. They saw the price and like, oh, okay, and turned the computer yeah. off. He's like, what? I'm like, yeah. He opened it up. He's like, holy shit, look at all these prospects I got. I'm like, yeah, start knocking those doors down, man. 
I can't tell you all every one of them. I can't tell you how many jobs I sold off of the drop off list on uh, my salesman. You know, Um, another thing, you know, bizrated.com. And look, these are all sponsors of the show. And you know why they're sponsors? Because they know I'm going to talk about them because I use them every day, every day. You know, bizrated.com. I mean, I was tired of homeowners having their way with, 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 with our online presence. So I, I took back and got a little bit of control of that using those guys. Company Cam, uh, ArcSight, right? Um, who's another one, man? Uh, shit. You know, I got a company called Bouncy that I use for my trucks. You know? I say, yeah, I'm a Sam Sarah guy. Yeah, you've got uh, for your trucks. You got like cameras and stuff on your trucks too. Yeah, I yeah, Sam Sarah's um, GPS manages the maintenance behind everything, and then uh-huh. it manages. Uh, it's it's got an in cab in cab dash mounted cam that gets both ways. Yeah, so it's saved us, man. It's saved us on some stuff, um, and it also wasn't our truck. It but. Our truck was next to a vehicle on the west side of Indy. It was driving down the road and was involved in a shooting huh. in front of one of our work trucks. And a dash cam from another vehicle picked up our truck on the thing. And then we were in it. So thankfully, it wasn't. We didn't do any shooting. Everybody paid their bills that day. Oh, so yeah. you know, um, gangster Good Shepherd fencing over there. Yeah, west yeah, West Side story. You know. <laughs> um, no cash deals around here, but, uh, but no, I mean, it was, yeah. So, I mean, and they, you know, stuff is, you know, our trucks have been in locations where people have said they're not, or they are. And it's like, wait, what? So, oh, I've had the same thing, man. Com- customers say, Oh, your guys were flying down my streets. So I'm like, really? So I go ahead. I use a company called bouncy. It's like $8 a truck, man. I, I love it. Works perfect for me. Tells me when my trucks need maintenance. Tells me the codes when they're throwing a code, so I can yeah. call my mechanic. I mean, it's great. Um, so uh, I'm like, well, hold on a second. I go ahead and pull up their their truck, and I'm like, uh, yeah, it says they were they were they were going under 15 miles an hour. Um, <laughs> you know what I mean? I don't know what yeah. to tell you, man. Uh, they weren't flying down the street, you know. Well, they all—they oh, yeah. could have killed my daughter. I'm like, you know what? If they would have killed, could have killed your daughter, you'd be on the phone with the police. You wouldn't be on the phone with me, right? Hundred percent accurate. Yeah, hundred percent accurate. Sorry, kid. Why's your kid? Why's your daughter in the street? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I got another question, CPS. Yeah. So, look, guys, just to kind of recap on uh, part one and navigating the pitfalls and maximizing success of your business with the one and only Shane Catton. Uh, five top things that we came up with were poor financial management, ignoring the customer's needs, intense competition, ineffective leadership, and failure to embrace technology and innovation. So, That's right. um, good stuff, Shane. Look, man. Heck yeah. We're embracing technology right now. Look at this. Look at this. This is great. Look I at mean, that. look at it. <clears throat> Well, I mean, that's not technology. You really are on the top of the... I am. The, the, the and it's still building. windy up here, Dan. <laughs> Hold on. We got a plane. Yeah, we got a plane coming. <laughs> well, look, guys, 
we love y'all we appreciate y'all watching the show and uh shane you're gonna be back next week we'll do part two dano fence lifers check out part two or bust yeah part two of bust hey guys y'all keep on fencing listening to my fence life yes we like to have fun beer bourbon and business and although we have fun we take our business very seriously dan blanc is known as the fence king and he's been providing high quality fence solutions since 1999 he's connected to industry leaders business leaders financing experts and marketing gurus that will be on the show to talk about their success stories To find out more about us, hit the website at myfencelife.com. Listen to the show wherever you consume your content. We are everywhere. Apple, Spotify, and Google Podcast. See you next time on My Fence Life.